Oh, hello. We're live. Welcome to Shoot the Defence. Blimey, it's been a it's been a fucking hot minute, hasn't it? If, it's be, if it could be any hotter, it'd be like a fucking volcano. Oh, uh, that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we say whatever we want, no matter. <laughs> um, there you go, I'm still. I've got D-Man and I've got Double D. The D&D Footy Factory. Yeah, the duo. Is, the, biggest, the biggest duo. What's going on? I can hear my voice. Are you, are you listening to yourself, Double D? Are you listening to... I, I was trying to... Um... I was trying to share it to Facebook, but because it won't oh. mute, I just turned it off. Before... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like another Saturday morning, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, Saturday morning's the worst way. <laughs> How you been, boys? All good? Yeah, man. All good. Can't complain. Yeah. Well, on the back of an L, but yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. No, nah, you still had a you still had a great season. Yeah, all right, all right. Okay, mister, we're still fighting for top four. Come on, man. <laughs> like, we, all want, love, man. we all love, man. We all love, we all I wanted to be, a, this is what it should be called, isn't it? The top four race podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I prefer to be in the expense of United rather than Newcastle, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would. You would. You would. <laughs> we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. You would. Fucking oh, hell. Man. Right, boys, well, look, I'm gonna, I want to start this show a bit different. To what you guys are used to, right? I was thinking oh, wow. about this today. No, 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 Listen, all you need is your brain and memory, okay? Because <laughs> this isn't a quiz. I need you to you to, to to cast your mind back, way back, like back in the time. <laughs> back in the time. Like, <laughs> <Jerome. laughs> <laughs> back in the day, but now we're yeah, run it back. <laughs> So I'll I, I tell you why I want to bring this up, because I went out today and um, where I went, it was a place where it reminded me of not my youth per se, but I remember a specific football match listening to it on the radio when I was a kid. Because back in back in the early 90s, when I didn't have Sky Sports, all my parents didn't have Sky Sports, I had Radio <laughs> 5 or Capital, Capital Gold. They used to listen to, to have a commentary, didn't they, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, it got me thinking, like, is there a specific place where you guys go where you remember uh, a moment? And I'll, I'll give you another example. You know, there'd be times where, you know, I'd go to Cyprus on holiday and I'd be in Limassol, for example, where all the tourist area is and you've got the bars and the pubs. And I'll never forget walking down there as a youngster buying those knockoff VHSs, the pirate videos, and you'd see a big screen, you know, in the early 90s, a big screen was big. You know, for yeah. The yeah, and um, they'd have a Premier League game because obviously they'd be streaming it in Europe, and we didn't have three o'clocks out here. We didn't have fire sticks and internet, all that kind of shit. So, are there any places where you go, either on holiday or anywhere in the UK or wherever that makes that reminds you that reminds you of of the good old days, so to speak? Well, as a Newcastle, there ain't too many good old days. But what I would say is, not I. I remember where I was for specific. Uh, games that are significant games for Newcastle for instance I think I was in uh, Crete when um, they got they used to get the, the I think it was the Sun newspaper they used to get it a day late because yes. of, you know and uh, I had no uh, other way of uh, finding out football scores and that so it was the the charity shield between Man, Man United and Newcastle yeah. and oh, I yes. think it was Shearer's debut I think it was and we lost 4-0 yeah, so I remember like rushing to get the paper because it's Shearer's debut, see if he scored or whatever. And I'd see, yeah. like, I think it was Nicky Butt or someone, Roy Keane holding up the charity shield and that, and reading this, reading the report, how we got battered and that, whatever. <laughs> and I, I remember obviously twice at my, at my old house, at my mum's house, 
watching the two back-to-back, um, the four threes with Liverpool, mm-hmm. right? So the first one, I watched it with my brother and my dad. My, my brother's a Liverpool fan. So I watched it and obviously Newcastle going for the title, blah, blah, everyone. I think that's the first time actually football actually made me cry. Right? When, when Colin Moore banged it in and I still remember the, the commentary from Martin Tyler, Barnes, Rush, Barnes, Rush, Colin Moore closing and all that rubbish. <laughs> Kevin King hands his head. And then the next year, I refused to watch it, right? So we've gone 3-0 down and I've gone upstairs and I could hear downstairs that Newcastle kept scoring and I, and I yeah. saw 3-3. Free, free. So when, is it Warren Barton? Is it Warren Barton? I got the third? Yeah? Yeah. I, yeah, I come yeah. downstairs to celebrate and then it happens again. Cool, yeah, I think it was Fowler this time, Fowler. isn't it? Fowler head though, isn't it? <laughs> Killed me, bro. Those, those two games stick out in my, my memory like very vividly. Very, very And then obviously... The five 0 against Newcastle, uh, Man United. I actually missed that game. Um, I was at a, 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 a christening or a party or something like that, and I came back, and I, re- I I didn't know the score, so I just watched the game. I recorded the game and I watched it. So I remember that, you know, the, the Philip Albert, oh, that, that the little chip kind of thing. So <laughs> those kind of things stick out stick out vividly in my memory still. Mate, do you know what's wild about this, right? I can remember exactly where I was in the games that you mentioned, especially involving Man United, Newcastle. I can remember them. But yeah. tell, ask me where I was a year ago during these games. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it's true. You know? It's true. The, the <laughs> game, I was at my cousin's house in Cyprus, in Buffer, right? This this little village called Dimi, right? And I'll never forget this because it was on. there was only like five or six channels in Cyprus at the time. And this one channel just showed Premier League games. And... At half time, they decided to switch to a news broadcast because some Cypriots in the south decided to try go past the border in the north, and right. all the the footage was of, of all of that. So I was like, "What the fuck happened with the game?" <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know the result. I didn't know the full time score until like a couple was later. A couple hours later, when we left my, my auntie's house and I had to listen to British Forces radio yeah. just for a news bulletin to, to find out the score. And the five nil, I was around my cousin Andy's house. Um, I, again, I'll never forget the, the Albert goal. He's a Chelsea fan and he was leaping out of his fucking seat. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, what about you, bro? Um, two, probably two. One, um, back like in secondary school days. So we're talking like late 90s, guys, this is the 2000s. Before when, before. You knew, when you knew how to do a tie, yeah? <laughs> no, I can actually do a tie. Actually. What about your shoelaces? <laughs> shoelaces are struggle with something now. I'm playing, I'm playing, right? <laughs> and um, my sister bought me a pager. So I'll be Saturday was always like before like I started working in that, was always about um, playing football with everyone. So like I'd look at, then you'll get them. The scores will come up on the pager. I think it was like a BT to go over. And then it will come up on the page and again, so you didn't know the score. So obviously, like you're just shocked doing everything. So now, when we don't play on a Saturday at three, I don't check the score. Obviously, to like take the shock or whatever. So you could say that's partially one in terms of take back to the old times. But also, as well, when I was younger, before I got involved in a serious accident, that literally ended any chances. I hope football wise when I was young. Um, we used they used to give tickets. We used to play in the Bantam League and they used to give tickets to us. And this is back just before Wimbledon went out of Prem. 
So we always used to go up to Sellers Park whenever there was a home game for Crystal Palace or Wimbledon. So still now, when, even now, when I go to Sellers Park, I just get that little... Takes me back. Yeah, that little buzz when I go in there. You get me. I always go in when you're have a little deep breath, look around and whatnot, go in. So yeah, that kind of takes me back to back in the day. But I don't know what it was. You could say because you're younger than that, but football just doesn't feel the same. Even just watching it as like back in mm. the day when you had like the more crappy pictures and whatnot. It's like everything else. And the short the right match, everything else but the actual matches. Um just feel like looks good, but sometimes the matches can be really poor. So we've been sport for goals today in the Premier League, but otherwise I've watched a lot of crap footy. And obviously because we do a weekly show, certain times you've watched I mean you're like, I could have been doing so many different things here, you know. And then when you just sat when you're at a family event or like one boy um of Darren knows him as well, one of the um me and Chad kind of me and Chad used to work with Michael Jason, his mum had her birthday back in September. So we missed the five thirty game. So what happened? Goal fest between Spurs and Leicester. But then I sat there for certain five thirty games on a Saturday, and nothing's happened. You nothing know happened. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So you know, so yeah, them them type of little instances there, like, will take you back at that. To good times when you had no bills and just watch football, go to bed. <laughs> you get me? Yeah. No stress, yeah. no that, no depression, no that. You know. And what, what about the, the magazines? Because I used to get match and shoot. Yeah, match yes, and, yeah, match yeah, of the day, match of the day, and then obviously sticker books. I've, yeah, I've got, like if I was to have a proper look, I've got sticker books. So if I found one a couple of years ago, and I said, Still, how much do you reckon I could get for this? And he said, Keep it, mate. No, <laughs> he said, Just keep it, you won't be able to get that. Now, I think I missed that window. I think it was 194, 94 oh, yeah. or 95 Premier League one, yeah, completed. 98 was completed and whatnot, yeah, because obviously back then you'd have to worry about that. Because if you didn't use up money at school, well, then actually I'd have to start being smart and having packed lunch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I could save that money and buy stickers, but stickers were affordable then. The price of stickers now, but like, what if you can't afford them? Kind of, yeah, now you, you, can't, you can't afford them, too. They, were very, they were like 25p back in them days, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four for a pound, you're nice. No, I think one pack's like a pound, also. You know used to get the free ones every week in the newspaper. That <laughs> right, will start you off. You'll get like six free stickers in the, in, in the newspaper. Right. That will start things off. You get me. I'm glad you mentioned sticker books. That's how, that was going to be my next question, actually. Um, when you guys were collecting stickers, were, was there always one player or one team that you needed for so long to finish the yeah. book? Because yeah. I remember that 93-94 that season when Swindon came up, yeah. The badge, the shiny. That yeah. was the one I needed to complete the book. Yeah, yeah. And I was hey, taking my swaps in all the <laughs> my back, Take me in, bro. I was more concerned about taking all my swaps, yeah. All my duplicates <laughs> into school than food, bro. In the primary, I'll come in there. Like we're there half an hour outside that I've got that. Yeah, got that. Yeah, yeah, I'll trade you that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got, I, got that. I had like Blackburn's flipping shiny. I had Blackburn's special one. Like I can shiny. remember Colin Hendry, bro. I can remember his big face on the sticker, bro. I can remember hey, it, bro. I, had, like, I kept on seeing the bright eight of those eight Colin Hendrys in your yeah. house. <laughs> the bright and shiny, right? Kept on getting like Mike Newell and Kevin Gallagher. That you know they used to do like on the, the main page, it would be sort of shiny, and then it would be the team photo. Yeah, and the star yeah. player, and I couldn't get the Blackburn star player or the team photo. And I had like literally every other sticker book in the thing. I think I had to get my mum four two. I think I had to get my mum to um, 
do the thing for me so I can send off to actually send the stickers I needed to Merlin to complete the pack. Yeah. You, know, like you had to send off a form and you could do like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of them or whatever, you get me? So, yeah, yeah bad this, bad this. Come on, D-Man, what, what are your struggles? <laughs> what are your sticker book struggles? Bruv, I gave up halfway through, bro. I couldn't get none of them, bruv. <laughs> I gave up, bruv. Yeah, I was more concerned in getting a Newcastle team. That was all I cared about, bro. Getting Newcastle complete, bro. And the rest, I thought, you know what? Like I said, I kept on seeing Blackburn players, bro, all over the place, bro. And that was it. It's getting my nerves, bro. That was it. So I just, I just gave up, bro. Gave up. I tried the old, um, the yeah, the World Cup ones, remember? But I tried to do the um, the old. Did you ever used to play like Fantasy League before it was Fantasy League? Like when you had to basically, you had to communicate via telephone or post. To trade to transfer uh, players. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I, yeah, all I, of I that, never bro. got involved with that, but yeah. Bruv, I had all some forty-year-old man call up my brother, talk about yeah, I'll, I'll trade this guy for for, for your Spanish. <laughs> brother, what are you doing at this age? Bro? <laughs> Talking to an old teenager, like, get off the line, bro. Just They're breathing down the phone and thing. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so cool, it's, bro. it's Ken Kniff on the. Oh, oh, hey, Teletext was wrong. Hey, Teletext was the one. Teletext was the greatest thing ever, man. Listen, I remember one day... They were waiting for the pace to change. From the the man, everyone from the ends, obviously, like, two of my best mates used to live, like, literally opposite the house. We're just sitting there, chatting and whatever, Teletext on the thing, waiting for the thing to flip over. We were all all here. Before that 5-0 Newcastle, we were all here, or was it the week after, when um, Southampton beat United 6-3. And oh, yes, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something wrong with it. We thought the teletext was wilding out. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> teletext was no, the one. Teletext yeah. was the one, bro. Teletext and, and CFAX. That's what it was called. 302 and 301. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. And you got football with it. But one thing I used to always check on teletext. Now it wouldn't be so prevalent because obviously with catch up TV, you can watch it anytime. I always used to check the. The TV ratings for each channel, what the mm. ten most watched programs were. Oh, then, okay, 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 days, okay. The soaps used to lick up like twenty mil, eighteen to twenty mil <laughs> on soaps. Now, because you can watch it at whatever time, no one's really, no one's really on that. that. But yeah, yeah, football just used to come in and then just slap them about. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, man. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the frustrating days. thing about Teletics that you had to sit and wait for the page to change. Right? Oh my god! <laughs> I'll never forget this. Get this right. I'll never forget this. I went to my cousin's house and he, his parents had a bit of money. They still do, right? <laughs> and they've got this swanky new television. And I'm sitting there. He goes, "Watch this." He goes, he goes on teletext and he presses a button. The page changes like instantaneously. I was like, what? What? Yeah, yeah. There's a button that he presses the right control and it flipped the page. Changed it straight away. I what? Believe it. Living the high life. Unbelievable! <laughs> this is cool. What's going on? <laughs> Unbelievable! Oh, sure. God, the things that we used to get so impressed by—they they wouldn't—they—they—they they, 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 they just wouldn't. The youth of today just wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't get it, bro. Well, they don't know about DVDs and them things, there, bro. That, that, they're just. What's <laughs> a joke? Absolute joke. <clears throat> Mate, I remember you used, to, you used to get that Match magazine, and they would have like transfer rumors, and you'd sit there. And you'd read them with your mates. You'd go, oh, yeah, Man United are going to sign Jean-Pierre Papin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you wouldn't know who he is. Because yeah, because they're excited. Like, yeah, because yeah, the, the name was It was, it was only, like, in the mid-90s when we got Sky at home, B Sky B, and yeah. then we had Euro goals. Yeah, Euro goals. <clears throat> I don't know why they stopped you. I don't know why they stopped Euro goals, man. 
BT and all the other networks. But it's, it was mad. It was mad. But yeah, that, that was that was a nice nostalgia to to start us off, man. Yeah, man. That, that, that deserves that, that deserves a pod to be on. It's a whole a whole separate, a whole separate pod. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I remember I used to do a, a pod with Sid Lambert that has the uh, the nineties football um, Twitter account. Yeah. Shit, and he shows. And we used to do a show called Blast from the Past, where we just take a game from the old days, from the nineties, and we just review it. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was brilliant. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're talking to other people who are similar age range, you're like, ah, you can relate to that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. But yeah, it was cool. It was cool. But let's talk about the present day boys, and let's no, let's start see. with no. Let's do this. No, I'll play. I'll play. I'll play. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on, come on. If you want no, 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 no. As I said, separate, separate off a pub. We're probably gonna go in, bro. We're gonna, we're gonna talk them through. See facts. How to, how to use it. Yeah. I'm gonna start with you. I'm gonna start with you, double, because your team, your team, your team, your team. Um, I can't quite. Well, I actually don't know what to make of Liverpool this season. Now, you, on the one hand, I could think injuries, recruitment, yeah. departures, etc. Klopp maybe being found out a little bit, but the past few weeks he's kind of reinvented himself, especially with Trent being played as a central midfielder. When you guys almost won the league, when City won it, you, you could you could, you, you could you could say that a few times. What are you talking about? Two thousand, two thousand and two, two thousand and nine, twenty nineteen, no, twenty fourteen, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty two. Which which year? Be specific. Well, let, no, let's go with let's let's go with after you won the title. Yeah, after COVID. <laughs> yeah, let's go with the more recent one. Yeah, okay, All right. <laughs> At, at, at which point did you... Okay, first of all, did you actually believe that Liverpool needed some kind of a reshuffle at the time? And the second part of this question is, now that you've got some sort of a reshuffle, is is there enough there for you guys to challenge next season? At the moment, no. Because you okay. can, even in games when we've kept clean sheets, it's been mainly because of Alisson's brilliance rather than anything necessary that we've done defensively. Too many players have been off the boil at the same time. Robertson has been inconsistent. Trent has been inconsistent. And in fact, until now, in this inverted role he's played in, he's been very inconsistent. Virgil van Dijk, you would have thought this season would have come in his first season back after the injury, but it's been this season. But he did do an interview saying like his body gave up on him and whatnot. But just even the way it seems like he's thinking slower and not engaging people in one-on-ones, he's letting them get by. Even that goal on Saturday, that in Bremo's, uh goal that was um, disallowed, I thought could have done better there. And even Trent came back and Trent should have took the ball off him. So we're lucky we got saved by the offside flag. But the thing is, is that even when a team wins a, a title, you can still see what is needed. And even Liverpool at their zenith, the weakest part of the, part of the team has always been the midfield. And at times, even before we won the league, we'd actually sometimes bypass it because we knew if we got the ball into a Mane or Salah or whatever, they can produce that bit of magic and link up. We never necessarily had the creativity from midfield, constant of someone threading passes like City have got with De Bruyne. Even though Leicester aren't doing that great this season when he's fit, fit Madison will slip ball through, etc. We've never consistently had that on the clock. And then, especially in, in the more recent years, um, it's a more functional midfield 
that would protect the back four and get um get, get works hard pressures wins the ball and then allows the forwards to do their thing so we knew even when some or some of us fans knew even when we won the league we still needed to make purchases but we kind of we got Thiago in and kind of left it at that never sorted back the centre back and never got enough of a centre back even though they let Lover go and just, so we knew that the signings were being made but it's just that. FSG at times, I don't blame them as much as some other fans, but they've been fortunate at times that Klopp's been able in certain scenarios to turn water into wine. So therefore, they've got by and they've been cool. It's like, look, we saved these guys from bankruptcy. We, they've got a Champions League under us. They, um, they won all the other trophies you can get off of winning that. They won the league. And then obviously last season, FA Cup and um, League Cup. But I still went and I said to D on the show, I said... There might be, though I still was thinking, nah, I don't know who else will come through in Channing City. I still thought that, I've, I've got a funny feeling that this season, and I wasn't fooled by the um, Community Shield win, as good as we played in that, that things might not come together. Don't get twisted, I didn't think it would be as bad as this. We've lost nine games for goodness sake. Like, we in the, time, in the year we won the league and the two times we finished second to City, put all those defeats together, they don't come up to nine. Um, so... Yeah, so you reinforce what was needed, but what annoys me the most is that if it's a case now they can't get Bellingham, it seemed that's what you were saving for. So therefore, why didn't you make additions in the summer then if you knew that you weren't going to have the money? Regardless, because obviously they've called it off because they look at it and it's like, oh, if they don't get Champions League. But you should never have thought that that was a certainty anyway because every season is not the same. So therefore, it's like you've written off the season because you're seeing now putting a little run together. I don't, I don't think we will get it, but we could get Champions League football. So therefore, it goes to show you, if we sorted out a couple of issues, we'd have got it anyway, even though we wouldn't have been in the title race, you understand? So reinforcements were needed anyway when you win. You've got to keep refreshing things. And that's one thing that um, your manager still, that's one thing that Sir Alex was great at when you lot were out there always making signings, refreshing things up to keep people on their toes and challenge people in varying positions. I think a few people in our team got too comfortable. And as I said, I spoke of Robbo, Van Dijk and Trent. Joe Gomez has been off this season completely. Matip's been inconsistent. So when you brought it all together and in the midfield with all the injuries and they're not protecting the back four, that's why Alice has had to make the most amount of saves he's had to make since he's been at Liverpool, you get me? So, yeah. So, we need, we need to sort things out, but regardless of what competition we're in next season, European competition, that is. Well, put it this way, you guys are still in contention for top four. So, it it's not uh, beyond the realms of impossible um, I think you're only, what, a point behind United? I know they've got a game in hand. Yeah. But the way that they're playing at the moment, it wouldn't surprise me if they if they capitulate. So given where you were in December, January time, are you surprised that you've reached the levels that you have? Or was it a fact of, well, we just, we just need to click into gear? I always knew that the winning run was coming. Like Every week on the show, I'm like, yeah, you know Liverpool are going to put together that long winning streak, long winning streak. Um I thought it was coming a bit earlier, but then there was the draw with Chelsea in there because we were unbeaten for five games not too long ago. But then we were lucky to get a draw to an extent at Stamford Bridge. Um, but we were keeping clean sheets, which um, we hadn't done really this season. So now this six-game winning streak, I knew that it was coming, but it looks like it might have just been too late. But that's what annoys me. We started off this calendar year by getting slapped 3-1 by Brentford away. 
three nil by Wolves and three nil by Brian, and we barely got a kick in that Brian game. If we won just one of them games, Champions League football wouldn't be a problem. And that's what annoys me. It's just that the lack of heart they showed then. Klopp just looked exasperated. And I hadn't seen that before. But now he's making little tweaks and whatnot. But it's not even necessarily um, the system. Because even though he was stubborn in change, in change and, and that made him take longer to change things, it was the it was the personnel in there. At a stage, Mancetic, the youngster who only got in the team because other people were rubbish, was our best player in numerous games. And then because they overplayed the teenager, then he got injured. And then now he's decided to change the formation. So if the youngster never got injured, we might not even be seeing Trent in the role that he's playing now. But um, yeah, we probably left it too late, but I knew that the winning run was going to come because we've done it time and time again. Even when we come third in that injury hit season, we the last 10 games, and I think we were like ninth first stage, we won eight and drew two. And then range we drew were both late equalisers because of lack of concentration against Newcastle. Newcastle fully deserved their point at Anfield, though, because Wilson had a goal, harshly um, ruled out. Um, I think they say it was a handball, in in that game. And yeah, they said it's handball, we, yeah. Yeah, we drew one one with uh, Leeds as well. That was a late goal from a corner there. So you know you were going to come. It's probably after too late, but that's what we could do. It's mainly because of the home form, the way we've been trash. But... Um, I've seen a few sides, at, attack-wise, I know goals will be there. Now Diaz is back fit, Jota's back fit, goals are there. So if they can sort out the defensive midfield, don't be surprised if you see us, I'm not sure I'm winning it, but back in the title rest of season and make a longer run in Champions League like we usually do. All right, well, look, I'm I'm just going to give you some perspective here. I know United have got four games left. I think they've got Wolves, Bournemouth, Fulham and Chelsea, and three of those games are at home. Mm. But we know what United are capable of doing. <laughs> right, especially when it comes to, to slipping up. Whereas you guys, you got Leicester away, uh, Villa at home, and Southampton away. Right now, look, uh, this is this is just me. I'm just going to say I think Liverpool will get top four. They will. I've been saying that. I've been saying that for a while. He was saying it for a while. He was more convinced <laughs> than me. But Seldo, your games are the home games. If you win all your home games, you can. <laughs> take care of it because that's one thing I've done the season their away record against the top half of the table is absolutely appalling but at home the teams that you're meant to beat you beat them and keep clean sheets so that's why De Gea and he's had a lot of trash games this season is looking like in pole position to get the golden glove so obviously if you're better than more teams in the league than you're not so their home form their home form will take them over the line yeah get them over the line it's Newcastle's going to miss, miss out Newcastle will miss out. I, I'm yeah. telling you, it's main that at home form that will get them over the line because they'll get at least at least two victories from that, and then they'll they'll get a couple points from their way one. They'll get the nine nine points that they need minimum uh, to secure it. It's Newcastle that's gonna narrowly miss out. I think we'll get we'll get I think we'll get seventy points, five more points for the season. I think I've broken it down. I think we'll get five more points. I don't think I don't think we'll get it. I don't think we'll get it. You say that though about about United's home form or about you know United being at home, but I don't really believe that you know Man United being at Old Trafford makes much of a difference anymore. But it, it has this season though. It has this season. You've got since you lost to um, is it Brighton at the beginning of the season or whatever it was at home. Yeah. <clears throat> you ain't lost yeah. a game, have you? You ain't lost a game at home. Oh, I can't remember. 
No, you haven't. Can't remember. You haven't lost a game at home. Can't remember. Well, look, <clears throat> put it this way. The way I see it, the amount of injuries that United have got at the moment with, you know, uh, the centre-backs especially being out, with Fernandez being hit and miss this season, with without a striker. You now, Martial <laughs> isn't, isn't that guy. He never has been in my eyes. Is, is it true? I saw something the other day, but I didn't know if I was being trolled or not. It said he scored five Premier League goals in the last three seasons. Martial. I, I wouldn't know. That can't be correct, surely. Yeah, Martial. Yeah, he, injuries, yeah, he's, know, he's, he's got nine in three years. Nine, I think it's nine or something like that. Nine in total, so maybe five league goals. Well, he was on loan at Sevilla, wasn't he, last season, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? And he scored yeah. his debut and didn't score again for them. But yeah, the problem, the problem for United isn't, isn't isn't the defense. I think even with those two out, yeah. Lindelof and Shaw have done a very de- have done a decent job. It's the fact yeah. that you're not scoring goals. I think that's the problem. But you you get the one nils at home or the two nils at home or the two ones whatever. You'll get that at home. You'll get it. It's not mm, going to be a problem. I don't, I don't know. I'm 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 not confident. I'm not confident. And again, this isn't me being this whole you know defeatist kind of person. But I look at the the run of games. You know, we saw Fulham play against United in the Cup, how well they did. You know, had it not been for Mitrovic throwing a wobbly, it, it, it could have been different. Bournemouth away, never easy. Uh, I know they lost at the weekend to Chelsea, but it's, it's never easy going to Bournemouth, when, when, especially United anyway. Um, Wolves, always, always a mosquito, you know. That's what, <laughs> that's effectively what they are. And um, Chelsea, yeah. And, and Chelsea, all right, say what you want about Chelsea, but historically, they've always given United problems, home and away. So even when they were shit, even when they were shit, when they had people like Mark Steen in the team, and, you know, John Spencer. I mean, United did the double. Chelsea were the only team to beat United home and away that season, in yeah. 93, 94, I think it was. Yeah. So history isn't on United's side when it comes to this. But look, the, the way I see it, you can only beat what's in front of you or beat the teams that are in front of you. And yeah. I think Liverpool are, are in better form, much better in form than, than United. But let's let's talk about your team, Dean, man. And um, crikey, we, we had a, a podcast many, 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 many months ago when the takeover was about to happen. We had Lee Clark on and um, you guys were very excited. And ha- has it lived up to the expectation so far? I'll be honest, probably it's, it's exceeded my expectations because... When uh, the takeover came in, um, we still did. We still had Steve Bruce, so we didn't know who he was going to get. And then obviously he's he's gone. Eddie Cowart's coming, <clears throat> and when he came in, obviously we were ninety from the league. One win, I think he had. We was all season, and I think we finished like eleventh or twelfth. Um, the run that we went on, like he he, he made us hard to beat. <clears throat> we were grinding out results, um, and he did say that. Um, he wasn't going to overload the team with too much uh, information too fast to, to play the way he wants to play. Um, so he, he, he managed it well. And, and on the back of that, obviously we spent a bit of money. Um, not as much as people want, would have thought we were going to do what people actually say we did, but we spent a bit of money. Um, but even going into this season, ask any Newcastle fan, the expectation was uh, a top half finish and a cup run. Yeah. Now we've ex- hello. <laughs> we've exceeded all of that, yeah, already because obviously we got to the League Cup final, um, and we're now sitting in third place. And listen, no Newcastle fan would have ever dreamed we'd be in this position with what four games to go in third place in the league. Um, at very best, sixth. I was thinking maybe between sixth and eighth um, would be would be a great season. 
I personally believe we won't finish lower than fifth. Um, but not only have we done it <clears throat> uh, not in that third position, but we've done it by playing good football. And Eddie Howe, you have to give him credit because he's he done it very cleverly. So he's made us hard to beat. And we carried it into the beginning of the season where we were keeping a lot of clean sheets, uh, winning, you know, by the odd goal and that. And then people saying we weren't scoring enough. And then we, we had a period and we drew too many games on, on the spin. And then the second half of the season, we've just, 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 just opened up the floodgates. We're scoring a bag of goals. Yes, we are conceding, conceding more, but the goal, the, the goal margin that we're winning by and the football that we're playing, that sometimes is breathtaking. And we take it back to, to some of the players that he has improved tenfold, the likes of Joe Linton, Armouron, Willock. Willock has been one of the, especially since the World Cup has, has finished, one of our best players. He's come on leaps and bounds. Uh, people thought Callum Wilson was finished because um, he went on that barren run of, I think, 13 games and he didn't score a goal. But he was obviously carrying an injury and he would just come back from sickness, illness, whatever. Enoch's hungry. And Isak, bro, that three months out, our, our, our record signing. <clears throat> Bar City, I think he gets into any team in the league. Yeah, I think he gets He's, he's that good. He's that good. So, um, and the likes of, you know, Trippier, Botman, Pope, to a man, I think we've, we've all, they've all done extremely, extremely well. Um, obviously, there, there are um, <clears throat> areas that we need to improve on that. But even when we lose a game, you know, it's not like before where, you know, we knew we were going to go on some mad losing streak. You know, we're, we're, we're going to lose more games than we win in the season. Like, this is dreamland for me because, you know, like I keep saying, I can watch match of the day most weeks because we're winning. We go into games expecting to win. Um, bar the Villa game, there hasn't been a game where we haven't, you know, competed. Um, <clears throat> so, as much as I, I, I don't, it's similar to, to Arsenal in a certain sense, uh, Arsenal's, Arsenal's uh, objectives would have been top four, right? But then they got on this mad run and they were top for how long? How long? If they don't win the league, it will put a little blemish on their season. It, it will, it, the season will kind of end in a slight disappointment. That's the same for Newcastle now. <clears throat> now that we're in, we've been in the top four for quite some time now, if we finish outside the top four, it won't be a, uh, a failure. It will just be slightly disappointing how the season has ended, basically. Um, but it's still exciting times because we know that, um, I think we mentioned before the show started, that we're not going to be a Leicester or Everton where we finish in the top four, win the league like once and then fall off. We're here to stay. We're here to disrupt the the big boys. Um, I know some clubs don't like it. Um, we're gaining rivals with every game that we play. The, the latest one's Arsenal now. They seem to hate us. They've got this rivalry going on with us now for some reason. Um, but... <clears throat> Like Eddie Howe said, we're not here to be uh, to be liked. We're here to take over. So you know what I mean. It's it's the future's bright, man, and, and and it's been a long time coming. Like this has been since the that one season we had under Alu Baji when we finished fifth, I think it was, and then the Kevin Keegan days. Like this is like a, a new lease of life for us Newcastle fans. When it, you know, it's exciting, exciting times, man. Exciting times. Yeah, I think I think that Arsenal rivalry started with that four-all draw when Tiote scored in the last minute. Oh, I think that's when it all really started. Good times, man. Good times. Good times. All right, Peter. Yeah. But I, I look. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been impressed with Newcastle, especially Eddie Howe. You know, I was one of the doubters when he first got the job, um, and obviously he's proved me wrong, and he's doing a, a very good job. But you know, you mentioned players like you know your Dan Burns, your shares, and all that. 
if you are to compete, no disrespect to them, and I don't mean this in, in a rude way, but you're not going to challenge for honours with those guys in your team as regulars. As regular starters, yeah. Now, yeah. So, but we saw what happened with Man City when you know Mansur first took over. They still had the Gareth Barrys, the Shea Givens, the you know the the other players, who, and they slowly, slowly Phased them let out. them go. Or the, exactly. Do you see that happening with you guys, or is there a chance that maybe Eddie Howe will go into next season thinking, well, these guys have really put in a shift for me. They've done so well. It wouldn't be right for me to to get rid and just replace them straight away. Um, uh, is he, is he going to go aggressive in the transfer market? You think? I think it's it's a bit of both, to be honest, because there are about I'd say six or seven players that will be out of the door regardless. And you're talking the likes of uh, Fraser, um, Matt Ritchie, possibly Lascelles. You, you've got uh, Mankio. Um, there's about five or six of them. A few of the keepers, Darlow and stuff like that. So that will <clears throat> that's where he's going to be very ruthless. He's going to get rid of those. And he will, I think, <clears throat> some of the targets that we're looking at, so we're, we're definitely looking at a left-back who can, who can do what Trippier does on that side, on the right-hand side, uh, because Dan Byrne isn't a left-back. But he will be, be centre-back cover and left-back cover. Looking for a younger right centre-back to compete with Fabian Scher. Um, and eventually take his place, um, and then it's it's further up the pitch where it gets uh, gets interesting because we need a, a number six, right? So we're going to look for one of those, and then if we get that, it's a question of whose position who who's going to drop out because one of the most underrated players in our team is Sean Longstaff, right? When he's not there, it's a completely different balance to the midfield and it's not a good one you saw it against Arsenal same against Villa first half against Southampton when he's not there <clears throat> it's not the same because he allows Bruno to, to, to push forward and to cover and he you know gives the, the back four a bit more security as well and he just brings overall balance and his energy um, but so we will need someone uh, a number six so I don't know who's going to be replacing that midfield. And then we want a younger striker, to, uh, like a 21-year-old, like a to, to, to learn from the likes of Isak and Wilson, basically. So there are a couple of positions where uh, players could be replaced, like the likes of Dan. But I think eventually Nick Pope will be replaced as well. I think eventually we're going to look for a ball-playing keeper um, because I don't think Nick Pope wasn't really... <clears throat> Uh, Eddie Howe's first choice um, but you know credit to him he's, he's coming and done a great job but I think long term I think he will be replaced not next season but I think moving forward I think um, because he, Eddie Howe wants to have complete control of football games and stuff and you know when you're always pumping it long you're not going to get you know the control that you need kind of thing so um, I think yeah There'll be a slight, a bit of ruthlessness, but I think it will stay loyal to the core of the team because they did get us here. Um, the likes of Joe Linton uh, has now become a, a, a starter, automatic starter in our team. People like that. Isak's going to be the main number nine moving forward. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting with what we do with, um, say, Matsuren because he's not an Eddie Howe type player, but he does bring something different. But if we can get a a more suitable replacement and get a decent fee for him, I think he may be out the door. I think he will be the the, the biggest name that leaves uh, 
at the end of the season. So I, I like him, but um, I don't think I don't think uh, Eddie Howe really fancied him to, to stay long term. So that's one to watch. All right. Well, here's one. Just stick your neck out. My last question, Newcastle related. <clears throat> Where do you think you guys will end next season? Or what do you expect from next season? I think that's... <laughs> well, a lot of it depends on where we finish this season. Because uh, if we get Champions League, that then gives us a, a, a better market, high-caliber uh, profile of player um, that we can attract. But I don't think we're going to get to a four. I'll just say that now. So let's say we're playing Europa. Yeah. Um, next season, I think the expectation will be to finish inside the top six, um, to solidify that, and another cup run. So whether it be in Europa, whether it be the FA Cup or the League Cup, um, the expectation will be to go far in one of the cups, at least one, of, and and especially the FA Cup because we keep going out in the third round to these dead teams. But like, if it's not Cambridge, it's Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I think we want to see a, a, a longer run in FA Cup. And if we're if we're in Europe, listen, we're going to enjoy the away days anyway. But um, to get a couple wins in Europe as well, I think I think that. But definitely, priority will be top six, top six finish, and then we can start building again. Because to get top six next season is going to be even more difficult with the likes of Spurs, Chelsea. You know, what I mean, it's 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 going to be Brighton are still going to be there. Um, it's going to be very very diff- Villa. It's going to be very very competitive. So you know, it's it's. But I I, I just. I just think, for instance, I don't think we're going to beat Leeds on the weekend. And really? Yeah. Something tells me that Big Sam's going to pull off a 1-0 masterclass or, or, okay. or 1-1. Um, but if we do win that, I think we get top four. But if okay. we don't, we start thinking of Europa. Think, think about Europa. Okay. Okay. Well, let's talk about uh, the bottom three. Um, a position that... D-Man used to know all about. <laughs> all too well. All too well. <laughs> well, Southampton lost 4-2 tonight to Forest, so I think they're, I think they're down really this oh, yeah, they six got... points. Oh, sorry. 4-3. 4-3 four, 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 still. 4-3, four, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Bro, 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 the penalty. Yeah. So, that... they're eight points behind Everton, who yeah. battered Brighton today. I, no, I don't think anyone saw that one coming. That, oh, um, wow. And, wow. Yeah. Wow. And Leicester are down there with, with Leeds United. Leicester got hammered 5-2 five, five, or 5-3? Five, 5-3 three. Five, three at Fulham today. Mm-hmm. So, boys, it, is, it definitely is an interesting uh, bottom three race. You know, Forest, I still don't think are fully out of it. They're three yes. points ahead. I think, in all fairness, all that happened until Bournemouth in uh, in 14th and 39. Right? Shout, 39 shout, 39. Shout, shout out Gary O'Neill, though, man. Out, he's done yeah. outstanding, bro. Because yeah. who, who did they buy? It's the same players that bloody Scott Paul, Scott Parker had. It's I mean. true. Yeah. But yeah, I right. think I think Bournemouth. Where are Bournemouth? They're fourteenth on thirty nine. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think Bournemouth and West Ham are safe. I think it's from sixteenth yeah. downwards. I think that's down, where. Yeah. I think that's where it's going to be interesting. Um, if Leeds, if we meet Leeds, they're down. They're down. I just don't see. I think, and I think that result that Everton got. Um, today, Massive. I think they might get a point against City. You know, I think they um, might. Sub- I don't say that. Oh, I okay, not. I hope not. Okay. But I think this is where City. Cause I was talking to my cousin who supports Man City, right, Amari, and he was saying the only fixture that he was saying from a couple of days ago said the only fixture that worries him is Everton away 
He said he reckons he'll deal with all the others, but he reckons Everton away is going to be the sticky one. Um, and if that happens, Arsenal are going to clap right and clap them. Um, but yeah, I think that's the the Leeds, Newcastle, and Everton, Man City. Those where you might see uh, surprises. I think you might see surprises. So you got faith in Big Sam then? Oh, I hope not. I can't stand him. Bro. <laughs> I can't stand it. I hope we absolutely end. because again we ain't got no long staff, so the midfield's going to be unbalanced. As long as how don't try that 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 Wilson and Isak um, combo at at Leeds. It's either they beat beat us one 0 or we spank them. It's, it's one of the two, but I'm just not confident. Twelve thirty on a Saturday is never a good fixture. Mm. Never a good fixture. So <laughs> for the away team, yeah. So I just think I can just see it now. I can just see it now. They pull it off, and then that, that brings up to thirty-three points. Leicester are in trouble because they've got Liverpool next. They're in trouble. They're going to lose that. Yeah, but what, watch them turn into Prime Brazil. Bro. Not a chance, bro. Not a chance. No. I think Southampton. Leicester, and I still think Forest are going to go down. Ooh, for real? Oh, yeah, yeah. but you're saying everything in the league is there, then it has to be there. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah. Mm. Big Sam. Well, Forest got Chelsea next. <clears throat> Forest got Chelsea next, though, wait. They can win, they can win, they can win to Chelsea and Pooh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Chelsea boyed after that win. Who's Leicester? No, Leicester got Liverpool. Everton got City. Mm. Forest got Chelsea. Well, it's a madness, you know. It's it's a forest will probably <laughs> probably if we look at that thing, well, we've got the easy fixture, nah, but, nah, nah. Slap, slap, but just slap big Sam about just for the fact that he didn't even mention how, <laughs> which means either he doesn't respect nah. the thing, he, he, he knew, doesn't, <laughs> nah, he, he knew not, not to mention team, how, all we yeah. know is that he's not bad. <laughs> he just knows there's certain levels you've got Klopp, you've got Pep, you've got Arteta. But how you just you just you just don't you don't go for the big dog, bro. You, you leave the big dog alone, bro. You leave the big dog alone. Yeah. But, um, well, Forest, Forest have got Chelsea, Arsenal, and Palace, three London clubs, and we know that Arsenal are going to be going for it because you know they they, they want to go for the title. But this is the thing, Chelsea Brighton. again trying to prove and Brighton have the quality. <laughs> But some of these other teams do test the ball in the net if Arsenal give them a chance. You know what I'm saying? Just target so Zinchenko, they can get 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 what they can get. What they want. Murphy had him in a spliff, bro. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, think, I think the tac- I think the tactic most clubs need to use on Zinchenko is just try and make him cry. <laughs> always, cry. always crying and, and always leading, leading, leading the huddles and whatnot. You get what I'm saying? The they must be tired. Have you not seen that video of him dancing like Michael Jackson, dressed up like the thriller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. <laughs> Hold on, Leeds have conceded 69. Got listen, if we don't slap up this team, that, that's why Melier got dropped. <laughs> Harland annoyed me and partially oh. for. Partially for um, FPL reasons, but Harlan, the, the first time I ever had him as a differential, right? And then he got to miss every chance under the sun. Every and then he's pulled a goal chance. back, and then Man City were time wasting against Leeds. My God. Jesus is Lord. Like, that, that came, <laughs> they should have scored five, four, six, and ended up just about hanging on. Well, if they started with Rodrigo, they probably would have drawn the thing, Leeds. And Leeds will, go and, Leeds will take their confidence, the fact they scored against City, to, against Newcastle. Now, what? <laughs> we can't keep clean sheets for nothing, bro. So Wait, where, it's where gonna is, be. Where is it? It's at Leeds. Ellen Road. 
Well, and then roll 12, they, 13, Saturday. What was the score of St. James's? Nil-nil. Nil-nil. Was it nil-nil? Yeah, they did the time-wasted thing, innit? They did the same thing, bro. They just literally did the tie wasted thing and just just yeah, broke just, up play. And... You're gonna have, you're gonna have Arsenal fans saying, "Yeah, okay, pot kettle." <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is the thing. Um, flipping start Rodrigo, man, because Rodrigo will just shoot, and he, the work rate savage as well. Bamford wasn't holding it up against um, City. Stills boy Gundogan come through. I'm telling you, Stills that like, this is why you should bet still. Every time you're like, ah. <laughs> oh, He'll message me to go, oh, good one. And then he'll score two. Like, when he went through that run last season... Yeah, he missed a penalty. He missed a penalty as well. Yeah, he did. Was it last season or the season before when he went on that mad run? Season before, yeah. Season before, yeah, yeah, yeah. The season before, yeah. Still was like, before we started, it still was like, yeah, I don't know. I think this week you should put Gundogan in. I'm like, oh, no, I've already got three City players in my team. Mr. Clutch, mate. Like, seven games in a row or something. Mr. Clutch, he's a baller, bro. I, I remember when I came on your pod. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a couple of years ago, actually. That when you talked about, and I, my team of the season, I put him in it because he was just so fucking good. Yeah, he was just so fucking good that year. He's quality, <laughs> man. He's 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 that guy, man. Gundogan is he's Mister Clutch, Mister Clutch. But let's see if he turns up tomorrow against Madrid. Absolutely happy. Was it last season yeah. we got the two goals in the final against Villa? Was it last yeah. season? Yeah, last season. Yeah, last season wasn't it. See, I'm losing my track of my time. You know what I mean, the games and all that. Fucking hell. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, we've done the, the relic. Oh, actually, shall we? Do you want to guess who you're? Have you have you said which teams you think you're going to go down? Have you done that? I, I, I don't know. Southampton, Leicester, Southampton. and for no, you know what? I'm changing it. Southampton, Leicester, and Leeds. That yeah, three I days. Think, I, think, I, I think Big Sam shouldn't have given it the thing. I think Leeds still have enough. Sadly, um, Southampton, yeah, Leeds, and. I don't want to say Forest, but I might have to, you know, because I just think Dash is going to just pull something out there. Hopefully it's not the case. I, prefer, I don't want, in the utopian society, Man City or Arsenal wouldn't win the league, but I'm going to have to go. It's for the fact that I have a fam, family and French food over Arsenal fans. I've got to put the energy out there for City to to, to get it. So then that would probably mean Everton are doomed. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, no, I think Dash will pull them out. So that's will be Forest. You have to be forested. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tight. I'm confused. I'm conflicted. Yeah. You think Leicester will stay up? I think Leicester will stay up. I think okay. after, hopefully we slap them and then I think they'll, they'll get something for their last two games. Just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They've got to play us. Just because of the fact. Oh, you've still got to play Leicester? Yeah, at St. Oh. James's, bruv. They're done. They're done at St. James's. Bro. And That's see, you're worried about not getting top four. Fucking hell, man. No, 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 no. Because we won't, this is what's going to happen, right? We're gonna draw to Leeds, yeah. yeah. Then we're gonna draw to Brighton, and then beat Leicester. Oh no, you've Leicester, got four games left, didn't you? You've only got three. Beat Leicester, and then lose to Chelsea in the last game of the season. Oh, uh, oh no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Change that. We're gonna lose to Leeds, draw to Brighton, beat Leicester, and then uh, oh, draw yeah, with Chelsea. Stop it. Stop draw it. with Chelsea. Stop I'm telling you, bro, we're not gonna get it. We're not going to get it. <laughs> Why? Is, is it because it's football heritage? <laughs> it's football heritage. <laughs> it's because, it, bruv, the, apparently Joe Linton might be injured now. Yeah, so oh, we've got no long staff. And if Joe Linton's injured, we're finished. We're finished. Yeah, so Bruno's already playing with an ankle injury. So Play Trippier centre mid and start Mankiel. <laughs> might have to, bruv. You ain't going to have a place. Might have to. Football manager vibes here. We've done the bottom of the table. Let's quickly talk about two teams that um, 
their fans believe should be doing better than what they are. I, I believe one set of fans should be more pissed off than the other. Uh, Spurs and Chelsea. Um, when Okay, let, let's start with Spurs first because I think the Chelsea one might actually take slightly longer than Spurs, uh, given the amount of spending that they've made. Yeah. But the, the Spurs situation since Pochettino has been, it's been, I don't know, a circus? I think that's the nicest way to put it. Um, Conte left, as we know, under a cloud. His number two stayed. Then he left under a cloud. They've now got Ryan Mason as an interim coach because he knows the club, whatever that fucking means. <laughs> um, let's talk about Harry Kane possibly leaving. But I, I think that club is a mess from top to bottom. And, and to be honest... I, I still think that despite all the shit that's going on at Chelsea, I still think Spurs are worse off. They are, hundred percent. Because there's no there's no even attempt at a direction of the club. Like that owner, Levy, does not care about the football. Yeah. All he cares about is is well I say he doesn't care about the football. What he cares about is business first, right? Commercial deals first. That's why yeah. he's got the 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 groundbreaking stadium. Uh, you know, for the entertainment factor, they're doing was it F1 or, or goal kiting or something underneath the stadium or something like that. But then he's put in the stadium and then the training facilities, so the world class facilities. Then he thinks that because he's got that, everything else will fall into place. Like, we'll improve the football, improve the team. And what, well, no, you still need to invest in the team, yeah. And you need to decide what kind of direction do you want to go in because you've tried the the instant success and haven't got it. You've got the, you've had the Jose Mourinho, you had the Antonio Conte's, which were never a good fit for Spurs anyway. But if if they've got trophies, then maybe none of them got a trophy, right? So now you need to decide what is that you want to do. Do you want to go in with a project and get a project manager or coach or whatever, or do you try to continue down this get a proven winner? You're running out of proven winners to get anyway. Uh, but then if you're going to get a a coach for a project, we're going to have to invest in the project, which means buying players, buying young players, letting the coach actually have a say in who he buys and who comes into the club and not trying to penny pinch when you're doing the deals. Like it's, it, it's you know, it's something's got to change, for, like I said, from the very top and that will filter down through the, through the, through the club because they had, they had a very good sp- base. I think years ago, me and Double D on the show used to say that at the first eleven, Spurs had the best first eleven in the Prem for a while. Yeah, yeah, the, the days box. of Vertonghen and Avardarold and yeah, Ericsson, then Bele, whatever, whatever it was. But then they got to the Champions League final and they thought, right, they thought that they, they reached Mecca or something, and then they thought, right, that's it. They could just chill. <laughs> like everything else will t- take take care of itself. Whereas other teams, successful teams, are constantly evolving, constantly trying to improve. When you get to the top, and Spurs are even at the top. But they just fell off and it's like they don't care because the fans will still pay the, the excessive season ticket prices to fill up the stadium. Yep. They'll cuss how much they all they want, but they'll still turn up week in, week out. Yeah. So why would Levy want to tell him about Enoch out? Why are they going to leave the club? It's like the Glazers. Why are you going to leave a cash cow like that? Yeah. When all the fans, all the fans are doing is, is making noise but not acting. Yeah. They're still lining your pockets. Yeah. But what they what they work out of Spurs being a, a top four team for a consistent long consistently long time. Now that's why they were so opposed to the Newcastle takeover. Daniel Levy was at the forefront of the opposition because he knew there's a change of the guard, bruv. 
the chain of the guard, and you look, ain't, you ain't got the, the capabilities to keep up with what, what Newcastle are about to do in the next few years. So, you know what I mean? It's their own fault, but I don't, I don't care. Have you had a Beyonce concert at St James's Park yet, though? No. Nah. No, but I'm, going to, I'm going to be on a concert. I'm going to be on a concert in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll tell you how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you pointed to that Champions League final, which is pivotal because Tottenham, Tottenham's beating Liverpool 4 1 in 2017. Was probably the greatest thing to happen to Liverpool football club ever because then obviously we tried to get Van Dyke in the summer earlier and they got done for tapping him up and whatnot and just have to raise the price. But then Klopp waited for him and actually after that game, from that after that game till the end of the season, we can see the least amount of goals in the Premier anyway. So it started off being a bit better before Van Dyke actually came. But as you see, as you said there, in regards to um the final, I think it's the manner that they lost the final as well, made them think that they were closer to the Holy Grail than they actually were, because they still talk today about the handball, also the handball, he was pointing it was accidental, it shouldn't have been given, though it was still handball, and then we managed the final for once, so we decided to sit off them and let them come. still had another like 85 minutes. I know, I know, but because they had some (laughs) issues and whatnot, they complained that Liverpool were defensive, even though that's been their style for uh, outside of Poch, a lot of the managers that they've had, especially since Poch, um, to stand off and let other teams have the ball. And then obviously the Origi got on the end, so they thought they were closer than they actually were. If Liverpool beat them like 4-0 in the final or something like that, then they would have been like, right, you need to replenish and whatnot. But they thought that they were closer than they were. And they've just, I, I don't know. I don't know what Levy wants. Like, look, they held out all the, their wing-backs, because Emerson Walsh just started playing well, so the wing-back wasn't, he started to see some poorly, wasn't their main issue. They held out basically the whole transfer window to get Pedro Borro. Like, other areas in their squad never needed to be addressed. But, so but, it's no surprise they're falling down there, the full down the table. I just don't see... I don't know. Remember, at the beginning of the season, uh, Spurs are talking about they won the transfer window anyway. Yeah, with the likes of Pesuma, yeah. Richardson, all them people there. But it's just like, I, I still they, don't... They thought Jed Spence would play. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. So, yeah, yeah. so what is it... Look, at, But they've got still got a lot of dead wood there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whoever comes in has got one hell of a job. On this, and, and why would anyone, why would any top coach want to come in under those conditions? Right? Because Spurs fans are crying about Poch coming back. Why is he going to come back under those conditions with the same owner who, who, who either don't care or lies to him? Yeah, you see what happened with Conte and, and Mourinho. These they, they, they sacked Mourinho on the eve of a cup final. Yeah, they, like it's just nonsense. It's just it, it is a circus over there, and I don't see how it gets better in the short term. I really don't. I think they're going to fall forward. Harry Kane might leave. Um, I still don't think he will, but if he, he might we'll leave, go, go, go to Stoke's team. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends if, if Man United get top four, but I think so. But it's it's if he does leave, what do they do? Like, you know, they can get a probably striker to come and say, "Yo, you'll be our number nine and that." But they need a lot more than that. Sean's not getting any younger. Richarlison, boy, boy, I don't know. Kulisevsky seems to blown off. They don't even know if they're gonna um, take him on. It's just it's. You know, we still got Eric Dyer, who you know, it's it's just they need to sort of the keeper situation. It's 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 a madness. It's a, as a as a Spurs fan, I'd be Easy. I'd be quite worried. Do you know what? When you look at that 
2019 uh, Champions League final, the squad for the whole season. Yeah. I think they still have eight players, eight or nine players from that squad. Yeah. Um, Lloris, I've got, hang on, let me get in front of me. Lloris, Davinson Sanchez, um, Ben Davis. Okay, Harry Winks, I know he's out on loan at Sampdoria, yeah. but he's still registered to Spurs. Yeah. Eric, uh, Dyer, Eric, Eric Dyer yeah. still there. Lucas Moura. Yeah. Oliver today. Skip, all right, he didn't play, but he was in the yeah, squad, but yeah. he didn't play. Yeah. Uh, Son and Kane. Yeah. But apparently, now, yeah. when we when we beat them, was it 6-1 the other day where it was? Yeah. Uh, Some of that team played in the 5 one in the 5-1 when we beat them when we got relegated, there was about six, seven players in that Spurs team that were still there. In the squad, yeah. That just shows you, bro. There's no, there's no progression. Yeah, Loris Dyer. Uh, I'm trying to remember who Kane. Was. <laughs> yeah, Kane's Kane son. Like, I don't know, bro. They're just, they're just a mess. Absolute mess. But The thing is, right, you, you, you've got a situation whereby Spurs have either got players that they want to keep like Harry Kane, right? Yeah. And there's players that are in the team, but the Spurs fans don't want, and it looks like the club can't get rid of. And again, yeah. I don't mean to disrespect the likes of Hugo Lloris, that's won a World Cup, but he's made way too many mistakes, mistakes. in the past he's couple of seasons. He ain't playing again for Spurs. He's not. Eric he's Dyer, mm-hmm. Eric Dyer, I know he's had a pretty bad couple years, right? Forget the, the England duty, whatever. But that goal that Rashford scored the other week, for me, that tells me that his legs have gone. He just backed off him. He never attempted to engage and then Rashford just smashed it in. Yeah. Davidson Sanchez isn't the player that they expected to be. Um, That centre-back from Argentina, what's his name? Romero? Romero. Romero. Yeah. Yeah. Erratic. He's being so erratic. He was was outstanding for Atalanta last season, but he's being so... He's being found out. Yeah, 100%. You can't, you can't, you can't hack it. You can't hack the Premier League. You can't. You know, Hoiberg, Hoiberg, all right. He's. I think a lot of Spurs fans like him. A lot don't like him. He's a bit fifty-fifty. Um, I think Perisic has been one of their best players this season, and that's no surprise because he's he's quality. But as you mentioned, Richarlis hasn't hasn't been doing anything. Son has been wow, completely off the boil this season. People call him a purple patch merchant, yeah. and I can kind of see where they're coming from. Sorry, I meant season before last with Romero. I mean, but yeah, yeah. Well, what's <laughs> on? But we we said the thing, but when we well, it wasn't on the but it was on FPL wall. We said the thing when we were selecting our first drafts. Son is not going to bang like last season because last season his XG was outrageous because yeah he <laughs> because he was scoring them. He he was scoring. He would get into the box and. Can score, but he was also scoring the mad ones. Curling, I think he scored twenty goals from seventy-seven shots or something like that. Yeah, which is yeah. ridiculous. You're not going to replicate that. I mean, no, seventy-seven shots a target or something. Twenty. I'm, oh, I'm going to re-listen to, re-listen to that pod. I'm going to re-listen to it because I'm pretty sure there, there was a, a valid reason why we said he wasn't going to get that, and it may have been down to the system that Spurs were going to play this season. I, I need to listen back to it. I'm pretty sure it's something along those lines that it's down to the system that I suppose we're going to play on the Conte. And here we go. Um, he, has, he hasn't been great this season. But, yeah. you know, it, OK, look, I know it's, a, it's easy to pin the blame on, on Levy. But at the same time, he's not the guy doing the recruiting. Um, and we've seen them sign a lot of duds, a lot of duds over the years. You know, and look, I don't mean to do this, but Ndombele, I know he's, he's didn't he win the league with... What, league Napoli. winner, yeah? 
Yeah. Yeah. But at Spurs, he was, again, hit, miss, or maybe. So what is it? Is this... Okay, again, it can't surely be down to just Levy, for fuck's sake. But at the same time, he's the guy that's making the decision in terms of the managerial changes. I personally wouldn't have sacked Mourinho, in all fairness. But again, it just seems that player power, once they down tools, that's it. Yep. It's the mentality thing. It's the Spurs mentality, isn't it? It's... It, it, it's... It's like a, a virus goes that goes through the club, bro. They just they're just weak mentally, bro. They're mm. just weak, weak. I, don't, I, I suppose, it, like I said, it starts from the top. I don't know, but uh, it just trans- transpires to the pitch. I just don't understand. Like they crumble when it's pre- when it's pressure time. They crumble, like like Conte said. Yeah, it's the mentality of the Spurs. Like it's just it of the players. It's just like it's rotten. It's rotten to the core, but. Well, here's, here's another question then, like side, sidestepping a little bit, and it's still related to Daniel Levy. I'm sure you guys saw the documentary, the Spurs one, where Danny Rose has gone into the office to talk about talk to Mourinho, and then at the end of it, he goes, oh, I'm going to go speak to, to Daniel, as in Daniel Levy. Yeah. Right? Now, if you've got players with relationships with the club chairman, in that respect, where they feel that they can go above the manager's head, even yeah. if it is Jose Mourinho that's won everything, what does that tell you about the state of the club? Shambles. There's no, there's no, there's no structure. There's no. I say accountability, but it's just, it's just, it's a free for all, isn't it? It's yeah. a free for all. You know, I can go in and chat to the chairman like it's nothing. Yeah, forget you, you manager. I'm going to the chairman. Like, sorry, no, 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 no. That, that can't run, man. That can't run. Like, well, I know nah. these things happen in Cyprus. There's a club in Cyprus this season where the president, the club president, went in the changing room at half time. And he made substitutions before the manager came, and the manager didn't know about it, so he quit. Like these <laughs> things happen. I expect these things happen in Cyprus, not in the fucking yeah, Premier League. Yeah. But then I, again, but then when I think about the whole Danny Rose situation, exactly how many other players have got that power to mm. go over any manager's head, be it Conte, Mourinho, even Pochettino? What is that? You know that there's, 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 it's just a free, like it's just shambles, like. This is a club that, A, like I said, sacked a manager days before a cup final, right? <laughs> Who they, they, they probably could have won that. Then yeah. they've, they've sacked Conte and left his, his assistant manager in charge, thinking it's going to make a difference. It makes no sense. Like most people clear out the whole backroom staff. You sacked the manager, then hired the assistant manager, sacked the assistant manager to get his assistant in. Like it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. And you have no... You, you're no close to getting a replacement because everyone's just denying you, rejecting you left, right and centre. Mm. Like, it's just... An, it's just You don't know if your, your, your main striker's going to stay or go. Like, you've hold, held him ransom for God knows how many years. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. No sense whatsoever. That's a Newcastle under Ashley. That's what that is. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you expect that from Newcastle under Ashley, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, whoever is uh, the next head coach, whoever that's going to be, they might as well start planning for their their P forty five. Might as well. Exactly. What you're going to get? Yeah. D, you've been pretty quiet. Talk to me about no, Chelsea, no, no. Mate. This I'm, club I'm, has got like fifty. They've got about fifty, sixty players. I think they need three dressing rooms. Um, looks like Pochettino is going to be there next season. 
So um, is it is this going to be a Todd Burley coming into the fucking changing room with his baseball cap? <laughs> First of all, he needs to if he's not removed himself already, he needs to get off of the um, the transfer committee because he's just playing. He's just giving me those early Abramovich vibes. Um, <laughs> um, I remember when Abramovich first went to Chelsea, they were saying that he said, "Oh, this guy Shevchenko." They, they should get him or something like that. And then someone had to tell him that they'd already bought him. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but don't forget, don't forget in his first season, he bought Veron, he bought a whole heap of quality players, man. Damien Duff, Joe Cole. Veron, I remember Veron murking us. Veron sent us for yeah. hot dogs. Um, their first game under Ranieri that season, did they beat us 2-1 at Anfield? Fasselbeck got a late winner. Veron was a that game. <laughs> Well, um, I'll tell you another nostalgic story about that. Pardon me for mm. interrupting, right? Mm. That 2-1 game, I'll tell you a story. Veron was obviously, he was, he's my favourite ever player, Veron, mm. right? So when he mm. signed for United, I was just like, oh my God, incredible. And um, I bought a goldfish and I called him Seba, as in Seba <laughs> Veron. No word of a lie, the day United, the day he left United was the day the fish died. I didn't kill him. It's just that he died. Heartbreak. Like massive coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was more heartbreak for my ex because she was the one that, that looked after it. Maybe she yeah. thought it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I'm not blaming Seba. you, Natalie. I promise it's fine. <laughs> Seba. Don't come off but, but there, I don't know what the policy was there. Chelsea had just got a bag of people in and I thought it was a myth at first, but it was actually said to be a fact that players were having to change outside the changing room. Because of like the amount, there were so many bodies in there until they trimmed down the squad. But I don't know what the policy was, and they've taken people who were settled in their teams to come and not know whether or not they're going to start or even be in the squad or whatever. But Badia Shill, I don't think he started two games in a row since they since they got him in in January, and he was doing really well at Monaco. Madueke was. Um, uh, Madueke was starting at PSV and said, "I don't know what the I don't know what the chance of policy was. They've locked down Enzo for like, well, they're giving him a twenty-five year contract or something like that. <laughs> no, I'm playing, but um, yeah, I, I don't me. know. Huh? <laughs> but, you um, know what? Mm. Chelsea's uh, the reason why I think Chelsea are in a better position than Spurs is that they've got an owner who wants to do well." Right, whether the approach we don't agree with or whatever, but he actually wants to to succeed. I think he he's he's a bit he's trying to he he tried to come in and do it the American way, and he, he'll learn that that's not the way forward, and he must think that there's drafts and all sorts, whatever. But what he's doing, he's buying young, right, for the long term, and he's going to trim the fat. I think in the summer he has to anyway. He'll trim the fat, and then you will see maybe two or three more bodies coming, but you'll see an established squad. And it's up to the manager then and say like, this is your squad now, mm-hmm. work with it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think if it is Pochettino, I think he will get a tune out of them. I think they'll be a lot better than, they can't be much worse to be fair. But I think as a Chelsea fan, yes, you just, you just want the season to end in it because I think it's still quite exciting as what can, what can be, what can be achieved with this squad because they've got some great players in that squad. Like from top to bottom, they've got some great players. So, if the if the, the right manager come in and 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 get the right fit, mm. and and Pochettino will have an easier time because, like I said, the, the squad will be cut down in numbers, um, mm. and he will know eventually who his best team is. Yeah, but what they need is a, a an out and out number nine. Get rid of Abamian, which they will do. Mm. Get an out and out number nine, 
uh, to start with. And then I think you'll see a lot more harmony within within the club. And mm. I think they've still got a few more additions to make in the back room and the board and stuff. But mm. I think Boldy will step back. Um, whoever comes in will, will make that, you know, listen, you do not come in half-time and start showing people around during, during the middle of my, 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 my matches and my team talks and that, that, that I can't run. But I think sooner or later, it will come together. Like If I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be a lot more optimistic than if I was a Spurs fan. So, you know, I think I think I don't think it's all doom and gloom at, at Stamford Bridge. I don't think so. Some Chelsea fans were ringing up Talksport last week, and because obviously we saw them finish poorly after um, Mourinho won the league in 2015. He won the league, didn't he? Because yeah. they were so poor the next season when Leicester won it. Um, and then they won the league in 2017 under Conte. They're convinced, as he's saying, when they trim the squad down to get the right man in, they're convinced they're going to win the league. Not even the title challenge. Some of them said, I won't be surprised if we win the league next season. No, they're buzzing. <laughs> they're buzzing. It's not, it's, it's not that. Newcastle win that league before Chelsea next to you, bro. Like, it's, 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 it's not that. Well, not those that. title-winning teams of Chelsea's over the years, they've had match winners throughout the bloody squad. Mm. And even the last one, like Eden Hazard was it was incredible. Mm. Um, Diego Costa, mm. they, Fabregas, mm. they don't have those kind of players now. You know, yeah. even the ones where they thought were going to come good, like Mudrik. I remember him coming. Was it? He played against Liverpool and he did all right. This been his best game. Right? Yeah, but they, they, they were gassed because obviously he blew out. Um, he put the burners on. Our fullbacks, on. he put the burners on. So, uh, you know, Arsenal fans were on and they were saying, see, we should have just spent the money they wanted and not penny-pinched and whatnot. They've changed their tune now, but... And then, obviously, Chelsea fans were gassing it too, though it wasn't like it turned it into a match-winning performance, but... Is what no, not at all. But I, I just think that there's a lot of work that needs to be done with Chelsea. And the scary thing for them is that when uh, Thiago is out, they're, they're, they're a mess defensively. ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージニョ、ジョージ
I don't think he's worth two hundred and fifty thousand a week. We could go. Look, no. We we could look at what Alcaraz is doing for Southampton. Obviously, he's not English, but if you look around, these players yeah. are all over the place. Whether exactly. it be you get Ward Prowse at the end of the season, whether it be an attack, oh, I prefer. No. Ward, I prefer Ward Prowse over. Um, Oh, yeah, over Mason yeah. Mount. But. Because one, the wages won't be as high. Two, you know, the free kids going in top bids <laughs> and, and work rate, etc. You know what he brings. He doesn't try to do anything that he can't do. He stays yeah. within the skill set that he has. And he can help out right back as well. You get what I'm saying? Um, which will obviously help the thing if they decide fully blown to put Trent in centre mid rather than play the inverted role. So I'd play, so I would take him because if he goes down, he's going to have many suitors. Villa, he always went to Villa, didn't he? At the yeah. start of last season. So yeah. you know, so that's the type of English player I don't mind because you know what you're going to get. But yeah. now for that money, why last season he got double figure goals and assists, and when you just look at it, it looks impressive. But then when you realise that a third of that came home and away against Norwich, Norwich, and the, rest, exactly. and the rest of it, apart from a goal away at West Ham, was all against I think the bottom four, then you yeah. start to actually realise it's not as great as it actually seems. Um, but I mean, if he can sort, sort out, I think partially Southgate the one that's messed him up as well. You know, he left, he hung him out to dry in that Euro final, bruv. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what his position was meant to be how many times he touched the ball and then when he wasn't informed for Chelsea after that he was still picking him for England so it's like these these people are going to think do I have to raise my game if I'm still going to play for my country yeah. and whatnot anyway you know even now flipping Laps is in there he's flipping dad and he's not even being played under Frank no I, I thought I thought Conor Gallagher was Lampard's new son Bro, they're, I, and they're both energizer I, I, bunnies. Bro. I prefer Conor Gallagher over Mount. Bro, they're I both feel, energizer bunnies. They give me energy. And compl- yeah, that's his level. But he, he still looks out of place for Chelsea, bro. Like he's an energizer bunny with passion, bro. That's what he is, bro. Bro, he scored a deflected goal. Do, do you not see him emulating Lampard, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. Unlike Conor, but yeah, so. It depends. I just don't know whether or not these people are just like scouts aren't doing their job or they're just playing football manager or what. But like, just look about. There's people there. Like, it's about Southampton are going down and look at that their team. I'd rather take more players to Southampton than I want from some teams that are higher in the table than them. You get what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alvarez and Lavia, I'll take them <laughs> to Liverpool squad. But you know, it's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. All right, boys, well, one more thing before we wrap it up. We can't not talk about the, the title race and how it's City and Arsenal. Um, in all fairness, I'm, I'm just going to say this. When Arsenal played West Ham, before kickoff, I messaged Steve Aaron and Rodri because we've got a WhatsApp group. And I said, you know what's going to happen? Arsenal going to drop points here and City are just going to go on a ridiculous winning streak because that's what they do. They take their foot off the gas December, January time. Yeah. And people start thinking, oh, they're going to fall flat. And the next thing you know, they just beat everyone in their sight. And they've got this machine up front <laughs> who is absolutely scary. Do you know, I knew that he'd be good. I didn't realise he'd be this good. I'm not going to be like a, what's his name? Rory Jennings or whatever the fuck his name is. That was on, uh, what's it oh, yeah. He's on the club. What's his called? Is his name Rory Jennings or Terrence yeah. Jennings? Oh, fuck knows. Yeah. They said that, oh, um, it's disrespectful to the establishment when you say that Haaland's going to get top goal scorer. You, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Disrespecting Salah, you're disrespecting Kane, you're respecting... And this guy's got 35 goals in his fucking first season, 51 in total. I mean, it's boys, is there, 
is there only one place where the title is going? Is is Arsenal's win against Newcastle kind of like giving them false hope? Uh, I don't think so, you know. Um, especially, like I said, after today with Everton's win. Because I was looking at um, City's remaining fixtures, right? And I thought, listen, it's not... I think they they had it harder than, than, than Arsenal. And I think they still got to go to, to Brighton. Uh, still got to go to Everton and still got to go to um, Brentford right in the last given season. Now, mm. everyone was saying, oh, you know, um, and plus you've got the Champions League and whatever. City's got the hardest run. But the thing about Man City is they relish the hard games. If if they had a, a complete easy run for the main season, I think they would have dropped, like, dropped points. But they relish the difficult games, I'm talking in Europe or in the Prem because... De Bruyne is the biggest big game player the Prem's ever seen. Yeah, they've got Haaland, but they always they always manage to, to, to like when they had the, the run of like Chelsea, United, and, and Liverpool all in a row, they'd win all three. Yeah, yeah. like one nil, two nil, and then battle one four nil or something like that. Whatever. They that's this is what they they live for. But <clears throat> I think this time that win for for Arsenal yesterday. Uh, don't get me wrong, the pressure was off Arsenal because A, no one was expecting to win and they were chasing Man, uh, Man City. yeah, And no one expected them to, to, to win the league now. So the pressure was off them. So they could play how they wanted to kind of thing. It's the fact that Everton won so convincingly today and they know they're that step closer to, to, um, to safety, I think it's going to cause Man City problems. The only saving grace that I have is the fact that it's not a eight o'clock on a Monday Monday evening kickoff at Goodison. It's at two o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, whereas Man City, Man City should win, right? But something tells me they're going to draw this game. No. They're going to draw this game. Yeah, and Arsenal are going to absolutely annihilate Brighton, bro. So I think it's going to go down to the last game of the season. I don't think it's going to be as simple as people are saying now. I think it's going to go to the last game of the season where Arsenal home to Wolves. I think it is. And uh, City are way to Brentford. So, if it gets to that, I don't know, bro. City should, listen, City should still win it. It should still win it. Because even if they draw it with um, Everton, they'll still have a game in hand, is it, right? If once Arsenal play. So, they should still yeah, be... They should still be play, yeah, yeah. They can afford a draw. Uh, defeat yeah. Them, but yeah, they can afford a draw if they win the other games and they'll still win right. it. Yeah. Um, but if they beat Everton, that's it. They'll win it. They'll, be, they'll, they'll win it. But I just think they're going to draw this one and it's going to go down to the last game of the season. And I can't call it, bro. I can't call it, bro. Because I think Arsenal will win every game now. I think Arsenal will win every game. Not in the so, first... At home against Arsenal, it's not going to be as easy for Arsenal as their fans are thinking. Where is it? At Forest? Is that Forest? Arsenal battered them at the Emirates. Oh, yeah, of course. At the Emirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still think they'll win every game. I still think so. But, um, yeah, I think it will go down to the last game of the season. I think it will. I really thought Newcastle were going to be Arsenal, you know. <laughs> I wasn't that confident, so, bro. I was so saying, you don't, only won. Everyone else, Arsenal fans, anyone yeah. else, thought, yeah, I know. Stick it to them. I think it's the lineup. I think how though Newcastle started really well. The joke is, don't get twisted. That handball decision was the right decision because of where it hit him. But on another day, you might not get that. <laughs> you, might, you might not get that. Luck but it's fine margins, isn't it? They've got that the decision, and if Murphy, if that Murphy one doesn't come off the post mm-hmm. and it goes in. 
Uh, we annihilate them, bro. Yeah, yeah, I miss, I miss, I miss, I miss, Remember, I messaged you off that. There was another one when I think you was already behind in the when yeah. um, someone cut into the box and then they laid it back to Wilson. And he oh, he's that cut back. He took a yeah. touch and he could have shot it first he time. He shot first time. And and like, these were not overthinking. Yeah. These were not overthinking the thing, man. Yeah. If and that he, would be... Isak, yeah. Isak hit the post with a header. Yeah. yeah. It's fine margins, bro. Like the difference is Arsenal took their chances and we didn't. End of yeah. the day, like on another day, we could have beat them two or three nil. Like, but you know, Arsenal had their cup final. It seemed like they seemed like by beating us, they seemed to be. Uh, and celebrating that they've won the league or that you know what I mean, but a, a lot you know. of their fans didn't deserve that performance from Jorginho, bruv. Oh no, of course they didn't because they've been slating him since they bought him. They've been slating they did, him. They did, they did. They didn't deserve that performance, son. You get me? He 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 was out. He was out in there because then there was a stage when John Linton and Ingles were just powering and he just had yeah. the composure in there and he did the midfield, whereas Partey would have just been in there fouling people. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it's, the changes were correct. It's the absence right, of yeah. long staff, bro. If we didn't, if we had long staff playing, that midfield battle would have been a lot closer. But they were able to cut through a midfield easily mm-hmm. without him, bro. That's. And that's where we, 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 we fell down and that. But, you know, yeah. dust it off and go again. But we can't have... An, uh, the, the, the difference between the Villa one is that we actually played all right this one. Villa one, we were just out. Yeah, we didn't play worst, at all. That's your worst performance of the season. Yeah. Whereas this one, we'd actually played all right. So we ain't going to be too downbeat about it. Mm. We just have to go into the next game. But yeah, um, Man City... They need to get the job done, bro. They need to get the job done. <laughs> oh, we'll never hear the end of it, mate. Oh, the thing is, that, if you remember last season, Arsenal uh, dropped out of the top four. Mm. Uh, and people were saying, oh, it's inexperienced and this and that. Mm. What's so different this season? Because obviously now they're challenging for the title. So what is so different that they can't, <laughs> or should I say they won't bottle it this time around? What's because so there's, no, I mean, I... there's no pressure on them now. The press, no. they had they, they wobbled when they got battered by City, drew West Ham, drew Liverpool and Southampton. That was the, when the pressure was on and they couldn't cope with it. Now, there is no pressure on them, bro, because they're second. No one expects them to win the league. They can play how they want because if they finish second, all right, no one expects us to win the league anyway. Mm. But they can play with so much freedom now, yeah, that when it gets to the last game of the season, it's a, it's a case of whatever we've done, we've done amazingly. That kind of thing. So they can, they can play with that swagger now. They can play with the shackles off. They can, you know what I mean? It's, it's, they're not, like people said, they prefer to be the hunter than the hunted. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't, it's, it's, it'd be better if they were hunting another team because City, they do this every day. Like they do this every season. They, they, they fend off Liverpool for how many years and they were a better team than this Arsenal team. And so mm. it's, it's, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's interesting. But I just think, it's, I just believe Arsenal are going to win every game now. I think they will. But I, I don't know. Look, obviously, time will tell. And uh, I'm not one of these people that, in fact, I couldn't get, care less who wins the league, in all fairness. But I think because City have done this before, you know, they've done the dance before, they've been to the rave before, they know what to expect. They they, they wear their shoes yeah. to the rave. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? They're going to turn up in their crepes and then get turned away at the door. They've, no, they've no, no. They, they, and, even, and even when they wear crepes, the car is close by with shoes in it. They know what to expect. Whereas Arsenal, okay, I understand that, you know, <laughs> the pressure is off them. I get that. But at the same time, we know how social media works mm. and we know how players f- watch social media and they take in 
a lot of things that are said and put mm. out on social media. And I don't really think Arteta can control that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, don't believe the hype or do they believe the hype created by their own fans? I mean, look, don't get me wrong. You know, they're in a fantastic position. I didn't expect them to be challenging for the title. They fully deserve mm. to be where they are. But I still think there are lots of cracks in that in that team, especially defensively. And, you know, Ramsdale can can get in front of a camera and you know, do, do all of his... Uh, Pump you know, up. Yeah, he's, yeah t- turn it into Endor, you know. <laughs> he can do that. But I still think that there, there are mistakes in them defensively. But that's not to say the City don't have mistakes. The only difference is, as I said, not only have City done this before, we can also bring Haaland into the conversation, but we've done that already. But when you see how Guardiola has preserved a few players this season, Foden was in and out of the squad. He disappeared for a bit. I I, I forgot that he was a City player. Then he came on against Leeds and he did, he had a good game. And I think City have got that, whereas Arsenal is still a bit... I don't know. They don't have that extra bit of quality that City do. Like, I, I could be proved wrong. And whoever yeah. wins the league, good luck to them because they deserved it. But I still think City have done this before, man. They've done it before. Yeah. So I think that's what gives them the edge. Yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. What do you think, Double? Um, heart saying City. Head is saying, as D-Man say, that there's going to be a twist. I actually thought, I just got this funny feeling in terms, just in terms of the way that football works. I thought Leeds were going to come and make it 2-2 on Saturday right at the end and then everyone yeah. would go nuts because I've never seen City but a game that you should have scored five or six in I mean Harlan could have scored a hat-trick obviously good the ones Mr Penny as well so when he got taken off Pep completely ignored him I haven't seen yeah. Pep angry for yeah. a while right um, they started time-wasting Obviously, your time, but you just expect that in bigger games. Like, there would have been another goal for them there because Leeds are fighting for their lives. So, if they just pumped it forward, they would have yeah. probably just been able to get in the hide. But it was like, why are you deferring now in the game that you should have? So, as long as they don't have any of that against Everton, because the threat that Everton pose is that City could have 90% possession, Dash will organize them, and then they've got the likes of Mina, who started today instead of. Um, Michael Keane or Tarkovsky that could get a header or flick on from a set yeah. piece and they could have like 20 possession in the match and get something from there so City have to hit them and they have to hit them early you don't want to be level with these guys lay on yeah. and then push people forward and then get picked off <coughs> but um, so yeah so and I think City should be able to do it but because I was honestly, when I mapped out and scribbled down what I thought the results were going to be, I had Newcastle taking points off at Arsenal. So I don't have it. I'm like, oh, no, nah, don't, no, nah, yeah. no. And the reason why as a Liverpool fan, it will be more angry is that we've been in Champions League finals the terms we've lost the title to City by one point. Last season, we were chasing a quadruple, but only ended up with the two domestic cups. And City have always just had that bit. And I've just, I prefer them to just... I don't do this one-point business. Obviously, yeah, it's exciting to be in the race with them. But if they just win it, then fine. Like last season, I would have preferred them if they beat Villa 6-0. Why are you going 2-0 down and getting us excited? Yeah. In 2019, they went behind through that game. <laughs> it was like 70 seconds and the Guerrero Recross. Sake. Like, why are you giving me it's the hope that kills you? Why are you giving me hope? Yeah. Right then, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just deal with it. So don't mess it up now. Now I'm actually not rooting for you because I don't want them to win the league either, but I have to pick one or two, one, one out of the two. So it's like go and just do the thing. I mean, I'll ask yeah. you the country, bro. Do you know how many Arsenal people be on my neck? 
No, I'll be good, mate. I'll be good. <laughs> if Phil's actually, if Phil's got a basement, I'll build like a little. You get me? A trench in his basement or something. I've got, I've got a big enough garage. I've got a big enough garage, mate. I've got a fridge in there and everything. It's fine. Stay in there. You get out your shed. The it's it's so, very yeah. well, um, you know, it's very well covered, you know, insulated as well. So it's, you know, it's not yeah, too I'm hot. Ready. I'm ready, yeah, mate. It's all good, it's all good, but yeah. Anyway, boys, um, I think we're done. Thank you very much for, for your time. Really appreciate it. I uh, hope we can do this again sometime. Before I let you guys go, plug your plug your shit, as I said. Yeah, D, D go your... first, because if I go first, I'll say everything. So D, 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 D knock out the part, bro. Well, I'll start with the, 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 the Twitter and the, the, the Twitter at DD40Factory underscore. Tune into the, the DD40 Factory show on top of FM 95.5, Saturdays 10 to 12, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. That is um, my personal Twitter and Insta is illphenomenal25. That's phenomenal with an F. And if you can't spell it, you can't follow me. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, he said it Saturday mornings, as he said, 10 a.m. to midday. Um, us two, Big Sam carrying it at the moment you might see your life once every 18 months or something like that <laughs> but yeah on top of him um if you're not in london probably best to listen to it on the tuning app or the which is what i do or simple radio do. um or if you've got a dab radio or on there so you're on dab as well um uh and yeah at DD forty factor underscore d said my personal is at double d d u b u l D-double-E. Lovely. That's it for another edition of Shoot Defence. We are actually back, thank goodness. And uh, we'll do this, we do this more and more frequently. So until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Rest in peace, Mr. Springer. <laughs> <laughs>